Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got her with punishment. Young is discovered that fucking hit her what we come to win. Others in love with the drug and this family just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. You want to get this, you want to get this, you want to get this, you want to get this. Everybody and welcome to the first 48 minutes of 2018. I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson. It is just a two-man show again this week. This time, joining me, because I wasn't here the last time, and none of us were here last week at all. So it's me, and joining me this week is none other than Sean Mackey. What's going on, Alex? Hi, friend. Hey. Hi, how are you doing? I'm I am wonderful. I'm Good. wonderful. I feel like I, I feel like we're just never gonna all be in the same room again. We're we, so far. We're it's a it's a it's a carousel of one of us missing week after week. We're zero for one in the year. <laughs> you know, so we, we've been busy, guys. You know, I know, I know. It's, we've been we've all been like super busy with our lives right now. So this has been kind of a chaotic uh, it, couple of months, really. It has, and, and speaking of, of chaos, I wanna I wanna just before we get into the the basketball, you know, nonsense that that we do every sure, week. I, sure. I wanna you you are a man that enjoys a good delivery pizza. Oh, correct? I I am. I I did. I I saw a little bit of your 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 uh, your Twitter onslaught on Domino's the other so, day. Yeah, that that's what I just I just wanna. I feel like this needs to be brought to go, more go to ahead, more ears. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. And so tell. so our, our local Domino's is about five minutes from our house, five to eight. However, it's in a, a very disturbing part of the area. And so <laughs> disturbing we're disturbing, part. <laughs> we're going disturbing. Uh, and, and so we're like, let's, let's just get some pizza delivered. You know, Domino's is cheap. I feel like it, prior, prior to this experience, Domino's is a pizza that the quality exceeds the price. You know, for, for you, do, you do the two mediums for 11 bucks, Five fifty a pizza. You're getting better than a five dollar pizza, right? So we order it. It's like quarter to four. This is, kind of, a, this is kind of a late afternoon pizza. It yeah, we were busy. Okay, and we were getting hungry, and we kind of just wanted something that was gonna you know round out the rest of the evening. Well, and, you know? and, and honestly, a a late afternoon pizza should not take any time at all to get. You would think. I, you would think. I I would so, know. Right, so spoilers, this was not a late afternoon pizza. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I loaded up on the tracker because they got that real fat, fancy, you know, flash tracker. And Very nice. It is, I appreciate it. And it's like, your order's received. Your order is being made. Your order is now a future order and will be ready and will start in an hour. So I was like, "That is peculiar," because this this happened on New Year's Day, mind you, as well, where okay. the, the order you... the order got bumped to a future order, and me, giving the benefit of a doubt and, and being somewhat of a corporate apologist, I guess, was like, "You know, this this I, that may have been me. That may have been my little boner. You know, fuck it, we'll 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 just whatever, we'll deal with it." So this one gets bumped to a future order again, and I call him. And when you call Domino's, you have to listen for about 15 minutes of maddening blues organ. Just this crazy-ass, like, pipe organ, along with a guy telling you what delivery drivers make, over and over and over. So I, I sit through this for a few minutes. woman answers the phone. I ask her, hey, you know, what's going on with the order, right? 
She goes, we only have one driver, but the delivery order that's coming out now is for the street behind you. So we'll make yours now and just deliver them all at once. And I was, this, I, this... and I thought, why wouldn't you do that in the first place? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Again, whatever. You know, I understand. We get the pizzas, or, you know, time goes by, and they make it, and we get the notification at, I think it was like 4.45-ish, quarter to five, so we've already waited about an hour. By quarter to five, the driver's on the way. We, again, five to eight minute drive. That, yeah. That they were going to the street behind us, originally. Okay. About, gets to be 5.15, nothing. 5.30, nothing. 5.45, 6, 6.15, nothing. Wow. No pizzas. Yeah, dude. That it was, long? It was a nightmare. It ended up being, I think, from from ship to stern here, from from the order to the delivery, was, was almost a four-hour experience. So uh, Really? Yeah. So, four hours? For, right, right. So Please tell me you got something free here, sir. Oh, just wait. Okay. So, I, I, I call them, and I'm sitting there, and I'm on, I was on hold with them for about 20 minutes of listening to, to the maddening blues organ uh, that, that was mentioned earlier, and uh, I get a call from another number, so I hang up, answer that one, and it's our delivery driver, and she goes, hi, did you place an order with Domino's? <laughs> like, well, yes, and I did! <laughs> I, I was like, when I did, the sun was out. <laughs> And she says, she says, okay, well, I've got it. Do you still want this pizza? <laughs> Did she really ask you that? Yes! <laughs> so, like, do you even want it? I right, mean, she's like, I mean, do you does, want this is pizza? It, is it even worth it to you at so this she, point? She tells me where she's at, right? She's like, I'm at the, I'm, I'm, this is where I'm at. I'm at the curb on the street. Do you still want this pizza? And I said... Yes, I paid for it, <laughs> and you were approximately 150 feet from my house. Oh my god! Based off where you just told me you were, so oh. so I was like, "Well, is it hot? Is it still going to be? Is it a hot pizza? Like, what's going on? Like, this was this was quarter to four. Like, yeah. I, I have, I mean, <laughs> mistakes have been made." <laughs> On both sides. Because I ordered Domino's. And she goes, I mean, I just pulled it off the warmer. The warmer? The warmers. Yes. So I was like, okay, I mean, we paid for it. Now, about an hour ago, we preheated the oven, knowing that the pizza was going to be cold. But she's like, yeah. You have to. Yeah. Have to. I, I was like, yeah, we paid for it. So, yeah, just, uh, just, just bring it down. That's fine. So I go outside. She goes, which house is yours? I'm like, I'll just be outside. Uh, you just just meet me outside. We'll just bring the pizzas. I'll, I'll, I'll so, take them. So, so you are out in your front yard at this point. I'm just out on the porch. So okay. she comes up. She pulls in the driveway. She gets out. Of, now, keep in mind, myself and this woman are complete strangers. Okay. We do not know each other. No. We have never spoken outside of maybe a previous pizza exchange. Okay. She gets out of her car, and she goes, I'm so totally over this. They have me working with a guy that can't handle this store. Something's going to be taking care of this tomorrow, because this is ridiculous. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) 
you're like, I, I don't need to hear any more of your crap. I, was like, I just want my pie. Oh, okay. And she goes, I'm just over this here. And hands me a two liter of Coke. Pepsi. No. It was Coke? It was Coke. They have Coke there? I don't know. She may have gotten it somewhere else. <laughs> she may have paid for it with her own yeah, they, money. They, they do have Coke. They do have so, Coke at Domino's. That's right. She's like, here, just, I'm, I'm sorry. Here. So she hands me the pizzas. They're cold in the center. But not, as it were, I owe an apology to the good people of DiGiorno's Pizza. Because I should have just done that in the first place. But I, I wised up. You know, I, I've done my penance. I deleted the Domino's app from my phone. Wow. And and we're good. We're just not going to do that that Domino's anymore. I, I understand, man. That would, yeah. that would rub me the wrong way. I You know, when when you were living with me, we never really had those... Uh, we never really had those Domino's issues. No, I mean we we would we would go and p- we'd pick it up. You we know? we t- t- typically would. Typically yeah, would. it wasn't it wasn't in some sort of like graveyard district of Cincinnati. You know, like it exactly. was it was just down the street. Yeah, but yeah, no. I uh, there my my favorite part of the whole exchange was just me making a random Simpsons gift of Flanders' kids going, "Yay, imaginary pizza!" <laughs> Oh, good uh, but, story, Alex. Yeah, thanks. Well, we're 10 minutes into what's supposed to be a basketball show, and this basketball show is 48 minutes. It does post each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you like what you hear and you would like to hear with your eyes, you can go to 48minutesnetwork.com, follow us on Twitter at 48minutesnetwork, network spelled without the vowels, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Not a whole lot of housekeeping. Uh, Thank you for your patience with us as we did miss last week due to some sort of bizarre winter plague and some scheduling issues and whatnot. But uh, we have come back, and as you can tell, we are still as ridiculous as ever as we are down nine and a half minutes and finally approaching our first topic. <laughs> Sean, we missed last week. Yes, we did. And I thought by missing last week, we could fucking dodge some LeVar Ball bullshit. I know, man. Why are we still talking about this guy? Because he won't go away. He he is... I don't, I don't remember if I used these words exactly when I wrote my little op-ed about him you know, back in August. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... He is a cancer. He is. And he is metastasizing throughout throughout the league. Yeah. Uh, I, I Why do they keep giving this man a microphone? So for, for those who somehow have missed it or have managed to block all ball-related news items off of their, out of their minds, A, email me and tell me how you did that. And B, uh, he has said Luke Walton has lost control of the Los Angeles Lakers. So... Let me let me let me break this down. LeVar Ball is not a member of the Lakers organization. He is not a member of the Lakers front office. He is not a part owner of the team. He is not on the board. He is not any member of the NBA front office, NBA organization. He is a father of a player on the Lakers. And he is going around to news outlets telling them that Luke Walton has lost control of the Lakers team. Now, this puts Lonzo, his son, in a tough spot. This puts Luke Walton in a very weird spot. This also really kind of, like, bends time and space in terms of what is sports journalism if you're reporting on... Basically, LeVar Ball is what happens if you go to, in just the crowd of an NBA game, 
and they were like, what do you think of the Lakers coaching? And put a mic in front of him, and then ESPN wrote an article about it. That That's basically what they're doing. It has caught the ire of one man in particular, Mr. Rick Carlisle, who, who thinks media credentials should be revoked if they're getting quotes from someone like Ball, which I don't disagree with. Uh, I, I mean, I've made no bones about how I feel about it, but so... What's your take on this? Because this is, again, something we've not really had to sit through before, but it was something we all saw coming. But uh, it's a detriment to his son and his organization. I kind of want to get your, your feel on it. All right. Um, well, it, it's interesting because, uh, you know, you have these these big media outlets that are, you know, assigning certain reporters to, to cover LeVar Ball. Okay, because it's news. We all read it. Otherwise, we wouldn't know about it. So we all ended up reading these articles uh, out of, you know, sheer curiosity, you know. And uh, that's just kind of the way things, you know, a tweet comes out from ESPN, you know, linking it to an an article by some guy, you know, and and, and we read it. Um, I don't necessarily uh, fault the reporter and I think uh, I think it's wrong to to ban certain people's credentials because of a story they were probably told to cover by their news outlet. Um, sure. So I mean, I that's kind of a tough one, you know. I I it's you know if a guy's just doing his job, then you know I that's tough. I don't know. It's just the the issue I have with it, right? Is is like I said, he's not. He's not. He's a mouthpiece. He yeah. is. He is representing his son. Yeah. But he's also kind of. He's obviously a shrewd businessman. Shrewd. Uh, I, you know, he may whether he is in fact the the Chris Jenner slash Kardashian of the NBA remains to be seen, but he's good at staying relevant. He's a mouthpiece, but like. It'd be like if Don King represented Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson lost. <laughs> like, that's a kind of a good way to put it. Where, like, if Lonzo was going out there and torching fools and, you know, putting up triple doubles every night or double doubles every night or yeah. doing, like, 26 and 6 games and stuff like that. Like, there's clearly growing pains with Lonzo in the NBA, which is fine. Like, that is not... That is not a big deal. Like, that's to be expected, especially when you've got a young player running a young team with a young coach. You know, you're going to, you're going to have some problems there. And that's, there's, and there's no issue with that. The Lakers fans, I think, are patient. I think they're willing to kind of wait because they see that, you know, there's stuff coming down the road. There's stuff in the pipeline. There's rumors that we'll get to, I'm sure. Uh, But when you've got just what is a guy going out there saying that his son's better than Steph Curry, that he himself could beat Michael Jordan in basketball and like all of this stuff back and forth. And what he's, the actions are not indicative of the language that he's speaking, but because LOL, it's so ridiculous and funny, we have to keep getting quotes from him, but he's starting to say things that are a detriment to his son's career. Cause I pointed out like, no one's going to want to sign his kid. If, if LeVar is constantly in the picture. And I think it's going to be something you're starting to see the NBA kind of revisit it and be like, okay, cool. Like we can't just have like family members being interviewed all the time. Like that's not okay. 
Uh, I would say, I feel like Adam Silver is like, why is this a rule that we have to enforce right now? But, uh, yeah, I just, I wish he would go away, let Lonzo develop, let Lonzo speak for himself, and then come back. Like, deal with your kids in Lithuania, which is a really weird sentence for me to have to say. But let him go over there and be some sort of weird Lithuanian basketball Moses of some kind. But... Until then, I think dude needs to kind of just keep away from the NBA, and I think you've got you've got to stop giving people like this a microphone, because just us talking about it, like when I wrote that article, I said just by publishing this article, Lavar Ball wins, and just by talking about him, Lavar Ball wins. So I think going forward, if you're in on this, I know Tim's not here to make it an even vote, but if if you agree, it would be two on one anyways. We should make this the last episode we speak about LeVar Ball, regardless. I, You know that's not going to happen. We're going to have to talk about him at some other point. It's Will going we to if we just avoid it? No, I mean, we've we got to talk about this. I mean, this is this is, <sighs> this is big news. The thing that's, that's... The thing that is so disturbing about the... the this entire newest LeVar Ball uh, fiasco is that uh, Rob Polinko and Magic Johnson have not said anything to back up Luke Walton yet. They have been mysteriously silent. Right. And that, that to me, is more bothersome than any of this. I mean, we all know Luke Walton is, is a stand-up dude. I mean, he's he's a, a great young basketball mind, uh... He's, uh, you know, he's a stand-up guy, and I, I personally, I just don't see, I don't see the players giving up on Luke Walton. He is a player's coach, um, and on top of that, you know, I, I just don't understand why you throw Luke Walton under the bus at this point. One, I think it's because it generates headlines, it gets people talking, and... It takes some of the attention off of Lonzo's performance because you're not shining a spotlight on what he's doing. You're it's, you're you're scapegoating. It's it's very Donald Trump esque. What's going on? I didn't want to uh, say that. I know you didn't, but I'm just going to go ahead and take it there. It's it's that's it's fine. A, it's a very similar relevant uh, <laughs> person to to compare this whole situation to. So I right. It's, it's very it's very very similar. Um, but uh, you know, I, like I said, I think. Uh, I don't think the team is actually lost on Luke Walton or anything. And I, also, I don't want this to... And I'm hoping... I'm hoping... And it, it sounds like, you know, the organization is just kind of ignoring the situation. I mean, that's kind of the way it feels. The fact that they're not commenting on it. that The fact that, that Luke Walton is kind of just playing it off as a joke. Um, maybe that's a good thing, you know? Maybe it's just like them saying, you know... We know what's going on. And you know what? I I also appreciate that no one's you know, I I, I hate I hate when, when fans always throw Lonzo under the bus because it's not Lonzo who's saying these things. Right. You know, I mean right. he's That's important it, to note. And it is, it is. And I mean I, I don't think and also I don't think he's a bad player and uh I don't know if we'd be having this many conversations about him if it wasn't for his father so i mean it's the whole thing's just silly but you know what let's just stop talking about it right now let's just all right all right let's move on well there's nothing else going on this week so this (laughs) is (laughs) 
man. Yeah. We could, we could just have a podcast about how we hate that guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would hope I could get it done in one episode. <laughs> so we've got a... We, I know we make the joke about the, the weekly LaBroomer mill, but... Uh, of course, it, nothing nothing gets traction on the LeBron mill quite like when the Cavs are struggling and a LeBron contract year. Yeah, it's it's what makes the league fun. It's, mm. it's what makes it fun. It we just, have I'm different sorry. De- we have different I'm, definitions of fun. I'm sorry, it makes the off season fun. Okay, it makes the off season fun. It makes so. spitballing and, and prognosticating. Yeah, I mean, fun. So we gotta we gotta talk about stuff in the summertime. It, it doesn't make turning on the news every day and watching two boxes with heads in them shouting at each other about things. No, I mean, but you know, we don't you don't have to watch that. You know, you can no. just you can just listen to us. That's true. So forty eight minutes network dot com or yes. like, subscribe, and share on your podcast service of choice. But uh. Yeah, so the Cavs have lost five of their last was it seven? Six? Five of their last seven, yes, including that's including, a, including a hearty little little beatdown from Minnesota. Oh my gosh! Uh, Isaiah Thomas is back. It's proven to kind of be insignificant right now. Yes, uh, including an, eje- an ejection, which I think we'll get to in this whole Wizards discussion, or not Wizards, Jesus, the Wolves discussion. Yes. But uh, what's uh, what do you think's going on in Cleveland? Because I've got. I've got some thoughts. I don't think there are any like you know scintillating takes or anything. Nothing incendiary, but I, I want to get your what. What do you think? What do you think is going on right now in Cleveland? Um, you know, I has Tyron Lou lost the team? <laughs> that's what. That's what it is. It's. <laughs> it'd be funny if they just fired him and brought back David Blatt and then won a title. <laughs> that would just we, show. That would just show that coaches have nothing to do with any of this. We'll just reverse <laughs> Blatt him. You're all you're all a bunch of puppets. So uh, uh, I think uh, I, the Timberwolves game was a little bit more baffling and a little bit more concerning than the others. Now, the Timberwolves have found their stride, though. The Timberwolves Jimmy, Jimmy have Butler found their has Jimmy Butler has found his groove in Minnesota finally. And if yes, he has. And and if there's if there's anything that Tibbs and Jimmy Butler love more, it's beating up on a LeBron James team. <laughs> there's seriously there is there is a there is a rivalry there. You know, Tibbs wants to beat LeBron. I think more than anyone. I think he's, I mean, I think it, it, it burns inside him to beat him. And he's probably the only coach, you know, he's probably, he probably has the best record against him over the last probably eight or nine years, I would say, in the regular season. He probably has the best record against uh, LeBron James-led teams. So, I mean, I, I'm just throwing that stat out there, I'm guessing, but it's probably true. Um, but it's just... Uh, it's just it's just really kind of concerning at this point of the year. We're getting to we're getting right around the trade deadline. Uh, we're getting dangerously close to to All Star uh, weekend, um, just a few weeks out, and uh, it's it's just really interesting to see a few of these games where um, you know a couple months back they ended up the Cavs trailed by 37 against the Orlando Magic. Now that was in October. Right. That was that was that was that was an in, I mean that was kind of a a shocking a shocking defeat 
And uh, they didn't lose by that many, but I mean, that was a lot to be down by to an Orlando Magic team. Right. And and on this one, you know, they ended up losing 127 to 99. So, I mean, you look at that, the box score and, and you look at how much LeBron had, they held him to 10 points. It was his lowest scoring total since 2007. Damn. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, that's... It, Hats off to the uh, the Timberwolves, man. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, everyone was playing. You got your, you know, but uh, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is back, which is awesome. I am so happy to see that guy back on the floor. But uh, there's an incident that happened during the game, and it was likely out of frustration where he threw a, a dirty clothesline. And... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was. It looked dirty. It was hardy. That was for sure. It was. It was. I mean. I mean. I'm, I'm assuming you saw the the replay of this. I did. a few times. Okay, yeah. From a few different angles. I mean, right. it, it looked pretty bad. And I mean, they threw him out of the game, and it's just like, wow. I feel like had someone, you know, done that to LeBron, they would be out for an entire week. <laughs> You know? yeah. <laughs> I well, just want, I, I always like to throw that out there. I, if it was done to LeBron, <laughs> I, it probably would have counted a little bit more. And I feel like the Thomas clothesline, like the DeMar DeRozan interactions uh, where he got uh, the fine after getting ejected and everything, uh, and then kind of just reading Carmelo Anthony's tweets too, there is some hearty contention between players and refs right now too. Yes, yes, there are. So I, I don't feel like this is helping the cause, but we're starting to see a bit more of that aggressiveness and physicality in the league, which I'm all for. Oh yeah, I completely agree. Uh, but sorry, go 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 back ahead. No, no, no. I I I completely agree with that. I think uh, you know, it, <laughs> but I mean that that kind of physicality is not going to to stand anymore. I mean that no. back in back in 1988, that would have happened, and that would have been a common foul. Right. I mean, and I, <laughs> I kind of long for those days, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting to. I mean, I don't really know what's going on in Cleveland right now. I, I once again at the beginning of the season, we had a conversation about about are we freaking out a little bit about the Cavs? They're not playing very well. Um, and once again, we're having this 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 discussion mid season while they're at almost full strength. I mean, wh- what are we missing? Derrick Rose. I think so. Maybe. We're missing Derrick Rose, and he, you know, if he plays, he plays. If he doesn't play, he's not going to play. You know, right? I mean, it's, you know, I don't even look at him as a factor. Um, I if I if I could draw any like analogs to it, it's it's with Thomas coming back, right? It's yes, he's yes. he is a very different player from Derrick Rose. He's a very different player from Jose Calderon. He's a very different player from when LeBron runs the point. Isaiah Thomas's offense is derived from coming off of picks, coming off of screens, picking and popping. Uh, a lot of like pull up jumpers and things like that. And you're basically when you introduce a player like that that's fundamentally different from the rest of your starters, you are kind of rolling out almost a whole new team. Oh yeah. And so I think the growing pains here with Thomas being back are totally normal and to be expected. But it's too I almost feel like we're less than halfway and they're third like the East right now, I think, last I checked. And I don't want to say it's too late to be rolling out changes like that, but because especially the quality of player that Thomas is. Oh yes. But there's going to be some growing pains, and I, I do feel like it might be getting a little too late. But with Cleveland, 
I genuinely don't feel like you have to worry about Cleveland unless they're playing like this in like mid-March. Yes, I completely agree. I mean, they have a few more months to really kind of get their groove back before... You, uh, you worry about Cleveland if they're getting blown out in Sunday afternoon games. Like, when yes. we're at that part of the post, season. Post-football season yeah. on, on matinees on ABC. Yeah, when they're yes. getting blown out in the ABC Sunday morning games, that's when we're like, oh shit, this is too late in the year for them to be doing this. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, just something to keep your eye on. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be kind of interesting. Now, there's, you know... You know I'm a trade rumor hound. I know it, and I love I, it. I love it. It's it's my it, it's what I live for. I love trade rumors. Um, Even the more ridiculous, the better. Always, I, I I dig those old Sam Smith trade rumors. The ones that are just so ridiculous. The ones you know, that, that he just like, made up for mailbags. <laughs> that he just made up for mailbags. You know, I mean, I haven't checked that guy's mailbag in probably seven or eight years. I but hear they're gonna trade Luol Deng for a bag of bugles and a bugle. Maybe maybe they'll trade Kirk Heinrich for Jose Calderon. And then you know we'll have a good. Point guard trade. We can trade Heinrich and Tyrus Thomas to the Wizards for John Wall. <laughs> exactly. Um, but one thing that is going to be interesting to see are the the, the Cavs are in one of the most interesting uh, positions this trade this this trade deadline. Um, and I don't know which way you go if you're Cleveland. Do you go all chips in for this year and and kind of, you know, risk your future? Or have you learned your lesson from last time? And There and was no lesson to learn from last time. They got the number one pick the next year. They did. They, they did. just ended up with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and he's not even there anymore. So, so point there was taken. No, there was no lesson to be learned. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, so, so, you know, it, it, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just saying that they, <laughs> that they ended up sucking and got, and got Kyrie Irving, but they ended up with a team with Antoine Jameson, you know? Right. I mean, that was, that was, in and, and, and like, they uh. had, they had that terrible team. I mean, after LeBron left, they were just completely decimated. They went all chips in. And then pretty much disbanded a team, and and they can't afford to do that. So I think all of this nonsense about them possibly trading this pick for anything is just nonsense. You got to get There's, something like crazy good. I mean, you... I mean, exactly. I mean, you are going to have to throw out like we're talking uh, uh, a a twenty three to twenty five year old. Uh, star player who is already all star player who's already proven themselves who already who still has two or three years on their contract so that just tells you there's probably not a whole lot of those you might have five right. of those period right. and none of those teams are going to trade away whatever they have for this 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 Brooklyn pick right so um, so I just I don't see them trading for that this I see you know you know where the worst place to see to see terrible trade rumors is now where's that. Instagram. Come I was on, okay. I was not expecting that. It is so awful. The stuff that comes through my feed, you know, and and people are like, you know, what like, do you follow? I, I I don't. It's just the it's just the stuff that like you know you see when you're when you're when you're going through the randoms, you know that that come up on your uh, if you go to if you go to the search button, 
you know, or the magnifying glass, and you just start flipping through stuff that they think that you might like. You know, and, I I have to I have to retract a previous statement. I okay. said that I said press credentials should be revoked for interviewing Lavar Ball. I'm gonna have to say that if I ever read an ESPN article that says rumors spent on Instagram state that <laughs> exactly, but people like people make up these little you know these little uh, uh, you know pictures with 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 players in different jerseys you know like oh DeAndre Jordan to the Cavs for Tristan Thompson and that first round pick or. Are you know it's a done deal? No, it's going to happen, and I'm like, no, it's a it's done. Not. Fo- you photoshopped it. That's the done deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I read stuff like that all the time, and I'm like, ah, no, no. There's no way the Clippers are going to take Cleveland's pick, not the Brooklyn pick, Cleveland's pick, uh, and Tristan Thompson for DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Why would uh, they do that? Uh, Why would they do that? Thompson's career's already over with. He's having a baby with a Kardashian. <laughs> So, I mean, come on, come on. What a so, barometer that is. I know, I know. <laughs> Shouldn't be, but it is. So, I mean, they're going to be in kind of a tricky position. They're not going to be able to trade for much, if anything, uh, during the... I mean, they will only make a trade with that pick unless it's absolutely something awesome, you know? Right. You know, that's going to get them over the hump and make LeBron for sure stay, which they don't know what's going to make him stay. You know, none of us know what he's going to do. That's why we come up with these ridiculous rumors every week. So, uh, <laughs> he's probably going to stay, but, yeah. you know. I remember, God, I remember when the decision aired and seeing stuff on Twitter like, LeBron has arrived at the Boys and Girls Club. He is wearing a red and white checkered shirt. What does that mean? Like, that? those were the tea leaves we were reading. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but like, it was... We were so reaching for a canary in the coal mines. Like, he's wearing a shirt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, all right. All the fake rumors that happened during that. The, the my favorite was the uh, the supposed lunch that Joakim Noah and him went on. <laughs> you know, that didn't happen, right? <laughs> and everybody's like, "This has to happen." Oh my did you, god! Did you hear about the lunch? They're just sitting there smoking a joint, and he's like, so I signed this French deal, and I think it's going to take years <laughs> off my career. Anyways, so, uh, everyone, don't worry about Cleveland. They're going to be fine, I think. I mean, that, that's the consensus, right? Is that or they're not. Like? Who the fuck or they're knows? We are operating okay. under a business of uncertainty. <laughs> it is true. It is true. But if I was going to, uh, if I was going to bet money today, I would, I would say that the Cleveland Cavaliers will be in the NBA Finals, regardless of any circumstance, if right. LeBron James is healthy. So, yeah. um, I mean, I don't think he's. I think what was the last time he didn't make it to the finals? Was it the Orlando series? I think it, yeah, I was gonna say Magic Magic Lakers finals. Yeah, so that was the last time, and that at that point we were just like, well, he's just never gonna make it again. Right, he's never gonna make it to another finals. <laughs> and <laughs> then know? he's made it to like seven. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, other interesting uh, trade rumors. Sure, let's uh, hear them. Let's, let's hear them. So, my favorite Instagram uh, trade rumor oh, of, of the week, and and true trade rumor that was drummed up by some some fun person over at ESPN, that Anthony Davis is a... Now, this really isn't news, <laughs> because Anthony Davis is literally a trade target for everyone, <laughs> but he is a trade target for the Golden State Warriors. Don't you say. 
here here's where I th- if if someone came up to me and they were like, "Do you think this trade has legs?" I would say vehemently, "No." But the only way I could see that actually working out is because those Golden State operates under very advantageous contracts right now. Yes. All of those guys are going to need to be re-upped. Clay Thompson is probably going to split to go be the main dude on another team. I think I think Golden State is primarily Curry's team. It's primarily Durant's team. Then probably Draymond. I, I think Clay, while he's a great pairing for Curry, I don't think you can afford all of those guys under that roof unless they all take pay cuts, which is also something that could very well happen. If Golden State wants to get ahead of that, yeah, go after a dude like Davis where you can dump some of those contracts for one guy. Yeah. And ostensibly you'd be helping the Pelicans out as well because they're going to obviously, they've said they're seeking to keep Cousins. So if you get like Clay Thompson and Cousins and then probably Pachulia as a backup center well, well, together, the, like the, that, I, that's where I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can kind of see where like in the the grandest most unlikely of schemes this is the likeliest well yeah the 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 proposed rumor is clay thompson and draymond okay. for anthony davis so so yeah if you get rid of you get rid of those two contracts you know and say you still have steph and mm-hmm. you still have durant that's that's a stupid team, still. Yeah. It's still a stupid team. Did you, did you fucking see uh, Kevin Durant? I think is leading the league in blocks right now. Really? I expound on on the trade. I'm going to look this up real fast. Yeah. So so you know if we if if that becomes an actual scenario that happens, I I mean I don't think it will. I mean if it does, good for the Pelicans because you know you, you retain Cousins and you get. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Draymond, who's on a pretty decent contract right now, nothing too crazy, and Clay's going to be due a new one in a few years. So I mean, you could probably afford it for a year or two. Um, but do I really want to see the Pelicans that good? That's the question, and I and the answer is no. No, we've we've discussed this many times. I want to see them fail so they can move back to Seattle, and or they can move to Seattle and. <laughs> And and we can have a, a a supersonics team again because I nobody wants the Pelicans. At two point three blocks per game, Kevin Durant leads the league in blocks right now. I you know he's and that's it, he's his arms are just so long with seven point one rebounds. Yeah, I mean he's he's playing a hell of a season. Yeah, two point so. two point three right now. Miles Turner's second, two point two. Kristaps Porzingis, two point two. Anthony Davis, two point one. Joel Embiid, two point zero. Nice, very Those nice. Are your top five blocks per game. That's awesome. Yeah, That's Kevin awesome. Durant leading the it's league usually, in blocks. It's usually like someone like totally like off the wall, you know, or like right. a Larry, like a Larry Sanders or uh, you know someone who Bismack Biombo. Bismack Biombo. It's usually like some guy who just specializes in blocks. So it's right. interesting to see uh, Kevin Durant, but that he's really shaped that part of his game over the last uh, year or so. So it doesn't yeah. surprise me at all. All right. So, so before we move on to to our highlights and lowlights of, of the week. Do you have one more trade rumor? Do I have one more trade? Do you, do you rumor? have anything else in I, that? Okay, okay. In so that I dippy okay. ass fucking hat of yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you know, my my personal favorite of the week, which the the one that supposedly has the most legs, is the is the rumored trade of uh, Nikola Mirotic, who's been playing out of his mind lately, 
for um, Derek Favors of the uh, Utah Jazz. So Utah, why not? you know why well, <laughs> exactly? You're like they couldn't know. get they couldn't get Jahil, Jaleel Okafor, so might as well go for the next best. Thing. I guess, I guess, I guess. So, so that's uh, I don't I don't see uh, how this really benefits uh, either team. Um, I don't know why. Favors. Yeah, I just. But I, mean, I I love the idea of Rubio, Gobert, and Miritich being on the floor together. I, I completely agree. And you know what? I think I think Miritich on the Jazz would probably be really fun. I think it would be really, really fun to pair him with with a guy who's going to be pulling down boards and doing the dirty work. Do you think? So. Do you think there's some jazz fan that's just still sitting there since like '98? Like we finally got our coup coach. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what Bulls fans were supposed to be saying about Miritich, but then they disbanded the whole team. And I know it's basically uh, it's basically 1999 all it's, over again, where where coup coach is the best player. It's that's kind of how. That's kind of how the Bulls are right now. Miritich is the best player. That's the marketing show. <laughs> exactly. Ex- the marketing show. Exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, that one I don't understand. However, if the if the Utah Jazz throw in a uh, first round pick for that, I say go for it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I say go for it because they're gonna they're gonna have to get rid of him because yeah. it's it's gonna it, it's hurting the development of marketing and Bobby Portis is is you know playing well you know yeah. So and coming off the bench, and I think and and the bad blood between him and Miritich, whether they say it's past or not, it's still there. He broke his face. <laughs> say it's still a thing that happened. Yeah, you can't you can't take back punches. Yes. So there's all my trade rumors for the week. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to wrapping up the show here with what's got us what's got us feeling good. What's got us feeling? This needs better names. I change it week to week. So yeah. What's uh what's got you what's got you feeling good this week? Well, I, I'm gonna go with the easy one. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Gerald Green I because he's he's been he's been working he's been working out in a driveway playing one on one for the last few months, and uh, the the Houston Rockets sign him <laughs> to a contract, and all of a sudden he's video game Gerald Green from ten years ago again. <laughs> like I just I this guy this guy has one of the most bizarre career trajectories I have ever seen. Like I just I don't understand how how he is able to come in and out of the league and play at these high levels. It just doesn't make any sense why any player, especially a player of his age, we're looking at a guy who won the dunk contest like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you're on a, if you're doing a fantasy league and you got to fill in some holes, ride that lightning, my friends. I I, I know that you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't waste. I'm any, never you gonna lose again. <laughs> You didn't waste any time signing Gerald Green to your team. <laughs> I ponied up a lot of money for him. I mean, I mean, he's, how much did you? How much did you put up for him? I think four bucks. Four was somebody else bidding with you? I don't know. You don't I know? just wanted to make sure nobody else would. Okay. See, I lost. Out. <laughs> I was worried about you. <laughs> yeah. See that. <laughs> As soon as I thought about it, I already looked at you and already had him, and I was like, of course he does. <laughs> yeah, you were like, man, Gerald Green's been on fire. I'm like, Sean has ideas. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's the thing that's funny was a couple of weeks ago when uh, uh, Jaleel Okafor uh, ended up getting traded to the Nets, I immediately, the so- as soon as that text went to my phone, I went to <laughs> sign him on my fantasy team, and I just, I just bid a dollar, and yeah. some other guy ended up winning it. 
Yeah. I don't. Some other guy in our fantasy. Did he? Did he win it though? Because no, no, he uh, didn't. Because because he hasn't played yet for the Nets. He's out of shape. He's out of shape. So I felt I I I, I was really upset for literally an entire day about that. I was like, man, (laughs) I really wanted to root for Okafor, but then after like 15 days. I realized he's probably not going to play, and that guy dumped him, and now he's a free agent again. (laughs) So I don't feel bad. Once he sheds 20 pounds, you can pick him up. Exactly. Because clearly he's tarnished. Exactly. So, but Gerald Green has been incredible uh, in Harden's absence. I mean, he hasn't done much but score, but, you know, scoring 22 points against the Bulls. uh, Let's see here. I just kind of want to bring up his stats real quick because... um, uh, he had 29 points against the Warriors. He had 27 points against the Magic. 15 against the Pistons. 22 against the Bulls. 18 against the Wizards. I mean, this is stupid. There's there's no reason he should be he should be scoring these kind of points. But in a D'Antoni system, it works. Why wasn't this guy playing with him a long time ago? Where would where was he on those Suns teams? He was exactly. In Boston. He was in Boston or on the Timberwolves, just ah. you know, hanging out. Blowing uh, birthday candles out on the top of rims. Man. Well, I'm going to go. You went with a player. I'm going to go with a team. Go with it. I said I, I wanted him to be good. They've disappointed me a lot this year. Miami Heat. Yes. Yes. Are, are now tied for first with Washington in the Southeast Division. They're now 23-17. and 17. That puts them uh, fourth in the East right now. They're well coached, man. I know. But they they flipped the switch a little earlier this year than they did last year. Well, they they can't they can't flip it late like they did last year. No, no, they ended up just <laughs> they, outside the playoffs, but just outside. So I'm glad to see it. Uh, I was really hoping that that was going to be a team that was going to kind of pick it up. Uh, I know that I think on the Ringer or whatever they ranked them last in the the new class or whatever of teams, and since yeah. then they've passed up all seven teams that they were ranked that were ranked ahead of them. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so awesome job by Eric Spolstra and and Fam over at the Heat, uh, sitting twenty three and seventeen. So Sean, what's your what's your sad face? Uh, well, I, you know I. I guess my sad face is for the Cavs this week, because mm. I, I I don't understand why they're losing games. We just talked about this for twenty minutes, but right. I you know I they need to be better. So I agree. I'm, I'm a little bit sad, you know, and it's I'm you know we had our we had our drought in the beginning of the season. Now we're almost to the middle of the season, and we're having kind of a similar weird drought. And uh, I'm I'm a little bit worried. I'm not. So worried that I'm going to say they're not going to make it to the finals because they're going to make it because LeBron doesn't not make it to the finals. Sure. And if he does, I he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves. That's it. There's no there's no explanation behind it. He doesn't make the finals this year. Out in the East, he leaves. Goes okay. to go, goes to Houston. That's my uh, that's my major prediction <laughs> for right. the, the LeBrumer Mill this week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I'm going to go now. I could go. I could go two routes here. There's okay. the polar opposite with how okay. I feel about the rest of the Southeast Division outside of Miami and Washington, but I really want to call it, because they're not much better than where I'm going. They're, they're a close second, but I want to talk briefly about the Pacific Division of the Western Conference. Golden State, as expected, leading the division at 33-8. and eight. Yes. They're also the only team in the division with a winning record. Yeah. Wow. The Clippers, 18 and 21. Phoenix, 16 and 26, which is a lot better than how they started. 
Shout out to their, I, I can't think of their coach's name, it escapes me right now. Has the offense to do it, does not have the players to do it. <laughs> he's got he's got the right idea. Well, it's not Earl Watson, I know that. He's got he's got the right idea. Datriano? I don't know. Yeah, that's this is sad. I know I got I don't know. I can't think of it. It's bugging me. But uh Sacramento, thirteen and twenty seven. Datriano, yeah. Datriano okay, cool. Uh yeah. I mean what he's doing is working, it's just the wrong players. Sacramento thirteen and twenty seven, Lakers thirteen and twenty seven. What the fuck? Like, one, there, there's no reason to only have a division with one team with a winning record. Like I said, the Southeast division is not much better. Miami and Washington are both 23 and 17. After that, Charlotte, Orlando, and Atlanta are all sub-500. But, like, the Atlantic division has two teams over five, one team at five, one team two games under. The Central division, the Bulls are the only team that aren't over 500. Southeast, we've talked about. Pacific, we've talked about. Southwest has three teams over 500, and the Northwest Division has all the teams over 500 except Utah. Like, the competition outside of, like, the halves, outside of, you know, the Cavs and, and Golden State, and I guess Houston's tied with Toronto. So really outside of, like, talent level-wise, Cleveland and Golden State, but, like, Boston's leading the East. It is a tight race. Like, yeah. there are between the fourth seed and the eighth seed in the East is two games, and between the uh, it's a little, little, between the fourth seed and the eighth seed in the West is four games. Yeah. So there's a two and a half game difference right now between seventh seed and being outside the playoffs in the West. Uh, but outside, like, yeah, I mean, the top eight teams in the West have winning records. And the top eight teams in the East have winning records. Other than that, it's 500 or under. And I just I don't think there's ever a reason that there should only be one team in a division that has a winning record. So Pacific Division, your Clippers, your Suns, your Lakers, and your Kings, step your fucking game up. I you're agree. Not, you're not, you're not going to make the playoffs, and no one expects you to be good. But do better. Yeah. I mean, it's not like... There's, there's talent spread... Among the league right now, I mean, there's not a whole lot of talent in in Sacramento or or Phoenix right now. Sure. So I mean, there's a few of those teams, and and the Clippers are kind of decimated right now with uh, Blake Griffin being in and out. So uh, you know, I I I get it, but I do yeah, too. Right. And I understand it's, it is kind of sad that only only one team in that division has a winning record. That's it's it's actually. Kind of strange, actually. Yeah, it seems like something uh, an Eastern Conference would, an Eastern Conference division would would have problems with. Typically, yes. Yes, so it, it's very, very unlike the uh, the Western Conference. It's very unWestern Conferency. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> so this has been forty eight minutes. Thank you for listening. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to us on your podcast service of choice. If you subscribe to us somewhere, subscribe to us somewhere else. Share us with your friends. Give us a rating. Help us get found. Help us keep the... For keep, fuck. Help us keep the mics on. There it is. Thank you, Sean. Tim. Hopefully we'll see you next week. One of us, maybe all three of us will be here. Until then, heal Hayward, and good night. <laughs>